Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And I get to bring you two cases this week where you decided on the theme that it's just going to be domestic violence awareness. It's always good to have a refresher on becoming aware of these things. Um, I think that in our society today, we're more aware than we ever used to be yeah. of uh, signs, you know, red flags, and, and more, a little bit more open about it. Uh, but both of the cases I'm going to bring you... Um, this week do have domestic violence components, but we do not have two female victims. We have a male victim and a female victim this week. So a little bit of a different uh, take, you know, on it. I think that the Johnny Depp trial has kind of shown people that it is possible that women can be perpetrators of domestic violence as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it's important that we, uh, we don't just stereotype that it's, it's not just men. Uh, but the case that I'm bringing you, I mentioned last week in your one of your episodes, Amber, that I was going to be bringing us a Lenaway County, Michigan case of a missing person as yes. well. And that's who we're covering today. We are covering the missing person case of 52-year-old Dee Warner. We've had several requests for this from local uh, listeners. And Lenaway County is but a stone's throw from us it really is but a stone's throw it is and we're we're familiar now this just with this. this happened not long ago right yes she has been missing since april 25th 2021 okay so just remember, over a year yes i i remember when you said the name before i didn't it didn't hit me but i remember the pictures and the um the on social media yeah i remember everything coming out yep. so yep yeah, oh, so that's so what terrible. we're covering today. Um, all right, I'm going to jump right in. So Dee Warner is a 52-year-old missing woman from Lenaway County, Michigan. She was last seen at her home on Munger Road in Franklin Township. That is in Lenaway County. Sorry. I know I've said that several times, but... It's in Lenaway. It's, it's in Lenaway, guys. <laughs> and if you're not from here and you read about it, you're going to properly pronounce it Lenawe. Which is very common. Mm-hmm. But she was last seen April 25th, 2021. Now, Dee Warner is a mother of four children. She had two daughters, two sons. There has been no arrest made in this case. No one has been charged. So I'm going to take you through what the family, friends, lawyers for Dee's case, and police so far know. So Dee was married to Dale Warner. This is a second marriage for both of them. Um... They married August 25th, 2006. When they originally met, they were both working together, and they did have an office romance while they were both married at the time. So they divorced their spouses and then married one another. Next, they enter into business partnerships with each other. So how their relationship is primarily described was not like this whirlwind romance. It was more like they shared a lot of the same common goals, especially financially. So Dale and Dee really enjoyed owning, operating, and running businesses together. They really just wanted to have successful businesses, make that money, 
and live well. I don't hate this. Right, right. This is kind of what I'm looking for in my own life. Right. Like, They're both. We like, don't need to have this fantasy I, romance. Yes, yes, exactly. But I would like you to be a worker because I'm a worker and we right. have the same financial goals, right? Let's stop, collaborate, and listen. Yes. Like, that's all It makes we need. perfect sense. Right. Said so well. Yes. <laughs> Um, so they did enter into several business partnerships with each other. They owned D ran DDW, which was a trucking business. They also had a farm, a large farm and fertilizer businesses. They had throughout their marriage had opened up and closed several different types of LLCs. Sounds like they tried many different things. It's kind of like you and I, Amber. Uh, we yeah, do a podcast. You do a little business. We, at- yes, we do shirts. We do sugar. Yes. Podcast. Like we're, we've entered into several different business partnerships and the only difference for them, they're married while they're doing this. Are you trying to propose to me? Because I mean, the answer is yes. yes. Right. Okay. (laughs) So even before they were married, they had issues that were really significant and led to really aggressive arguments. Now, we know this from people that are close to them because Dee and Dale were not shy about arguing with one another, having very volatile verbal arguments in the office to the point where people would literally ask them to leave because their arguments are becoming so heated and making everyone so uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Okay, this was a very common occurrence even before they got married. So we know that this is a an unhealthy relationship. Now I will describe for you, Dale is a pretty big dude. He's 6'5". D is 5'5". Five five. The thing is, D is feisty. She's a spitfire. She was described as being able to give as much as take in a verbal argument. Okay, so she she's not going to stand down. But I think that common sense kind of tells us in a physical altercation, she is at a significant disadvantage considering she is a, an entire foot shorter and about 150 pounds lighter than Dale. Yeah. We know that there are physical fights because there are witnesses that have come forward and said this. There are literal witnesses who have said that they have seen Dale on top of D. Oh my gosh. This is not just one occurrence, okay? Then there are witnesses to people saying that they have seen Dale on top of D and D and Dale choking D. Oh my gosh. All right. So they when you say they were openly fighting, they were like yes. violently They're, openly fighting. Yes, it escalates. It started with verbal arguments as domestic violence often does and then escalated to the physical. Now, these are separate witnesses. They are separate occasions throughout their relationship that we only know about after the fact after she goes missing. Friends and family have told police about bruises that they've seen on Dee's body. There, a friend came forward, said, I saw handprints on her arm. Another one said, I saw bruises on her hip. Both accounts, she was very open. She's like, yep, Dale pushed me into some furniture. Dale grabbed my arm. Another witness, actually two other people, saw a very large goose egg size bump on Dee's forehead just underneath her hairline. She was able to hide it mostly with the way her hair came down, but a couple of people did see it. They took note of it. They asked her about it, and she said Dale had done it. Oh, my 
gosh. Now, would she hit him too? I mean, I know there was a disadvantage, obviously, because he was much bigger and stronger. Right. But, like, were they both I do not each other? have that information. Gotcha. Um, I was just I, curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I know that no police r- reports were ever made about these incidences. And that's not uncommon. You know, the other thing is family and friends absolutely were like, you need to divorce him. You yeah. should not be with him. This is not okay. And the problem is they had they were so intertwined with their relationship with their businesses. Literally, how they lived was intertwined with their relationship. So, you know, survival, like the only way that they could get out from underneath their relationship would also mean selling their successful businesses. So that convolutes things further, you know, for, for D, most definitely. I watched a podcast on um, this that I will link in the show notes. It, it's not my favorite. I won't say that it's actually a YouTube uh, podcast thing, but it was a little, one of Dee's lawyers did come on and, and talked. Her daughter, I believe, was on it um, as well in the beginning. And there was just a lot of background noise. Like, I think that he was doing it at home and you could kind of hear his kids in the background. So I'm, which there's background noise sometimes on our podcast too, but it was just a little bit distracting. And so I found some of it a little bit hard to follow, but he actually did this he framed this episode as if he was giving a jury closing arguments oh okay and so he said you know with the domestic violence stuff because there's no police reports filed in a trial now remember this case hasn't went to trial d is is still missing no one's been charged no arrests have been made and so he framed this episode to say like this is what i would do in a closing argument and, and how I would explain all of this to the jury. But he said, because of the, the domestic violence, the no incidents reported, he said, I would have a domestic violence expert testify that in domestic violence situations, there is counterintuitive behavior. So like you, when you were talking about, did D hit back? You know, maybe there are incidences that Dale could say she hit him back or something like that. That counterintuitive behavior, you know, comes, comes out. He said that domestic violence expert should also s- explain that statistically speaking, women, for whatever reason, especially, do not call the police when they're perpetrated on. And especially a woman like D. Because D was very strong, independent, she would not be okay as being seen as weak at all. Like she didn't have control of the situation, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, also, many women blame themselves for the behavior. Like maybe I should not have yelled at him. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I made him hit me, or I made him push me, yeah. which resulted in the bruise. You know. So he's saying that's how I would have someone testify. Uh, have a, a domestic violence expert testify when if the defense came forward and was like, yeah, OK, you have all these witnesses saying they saw all these bruises. But so why didn't she call the police? Well, because, because that's domestic always, violence. Right. Exactly. They don't. Yeah. He said that he would also have a domestic violence expert point out that the most dangerous time and you and I both know this, Amber, the most dangerous time in a relationship for domestic violence is when the victim finally says they're leaving. Oh, absolutely. And that is exactly what we have here. 
I will get into the timeline. But we had had an escalation enough that in family and friends have all told the police this. D was done. She was ready to sell the businesses and she was ready to get a divorce. And then she goes missing. Okay. Okay. Now, some things that we've learned before we get into the timeline is that when D's car was searched by the police, they found a tracking device. Dale was tracking all of Dee's movements leading up to her disappearance. This is very common as well in domestic violence situations. They need the power and control. They need to know what the, the other person is doing, where they're at at all times. Dee was not aware that her movements were being tracked as far as family and friends know. She was very, and she was very open with family and friends about like what Dale was doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. As um, feisty and independent as you describe her as I, I can't imagine her just being okay. No, she's not like, just going to oh, be passive. Dale about that. has a tracking device on my car. Mm-hmm. It's fine. No mm-hmm. big deal. And it was hidden purposely, you know, so she wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Anything like that. Now, Dale was also constantly accusing her of cheating, wanting to cheat, there was an incident at a bon- bonfire party that Dee was at with friends. And there was a little child there that went up to their mother and said, Mommy, there's a man watching us. Well, they all look. It was Dale. He had arrived there and he was peeking around the corner of a building just watching all of these people around the bonfire. Oh, my gosh. When he realized that he was caught, he approached the party and confronted a man who was sitting next to Dee around the fire saying, you know, she's a married woman. You shouldn't be talking to her. And the man's like, I am not here with her. Our chairs are literally just next to each other at this party. Just being social, man. They're not. They weren't really even talking like there's there was nothing inappropriate. Nothing. How awkward. Yes, for sure. There's no flirting like nothing. Their seats just happened to be next to each other around this large bonfire where there were many other people also sitting next to one another. Um. And he would try to assure Dale several times, like, I'm not here to hit on your wife. I'm not doing that, you know. So um, at that time, Dee had told a lot of family and friends that she noticed Dale peeking around corners in town when she was out with her adult children and her friends. Now, I did forget to explain. So I did say that she had two girls and two boys. She had three adult children and then one younger daughter with Dale. Okay. Her and Dale have a share a child. Okay. Can you imagine just being out and about and you see him like creeping, creeping around, around corners? a corner? No. I picture Shaq, like, you know, that thing where he's like peeking behind the bush. Yes. Because yes. this guy's huge. He is. Right. He's six five. <laughs> he's not hiding himself well. I picture that meme with the Shaq like peeking. Right. Right. That <laughs> like he can't be hidden. Nope. No. And that's exactly what's going on. So that's why I think since she told family and friends that, that, yeah, he's, I saw him in town when I went to lunch today with my kids. There he is stalking me and watching me. If she had known that he had a tracker on her vehicle, he, she would have told people about that. So I, I don't believe that she knew that. The other thing is Dale was using his iPad to record private conversations that Dee was having at home and in the office. And when confronted about it, he would say, oh, well, I just must have forgot it in here. But you forgot it on record. It was recording. This whole thing recording right now. I, yep. I forgot I didn't know yep wow oh my goodness to live like this I just right it would be so difficult mm-hmm. it would be so hard yep 
So we know that he's passionate about tracking her and stalking her, right? I think that much is pretty obvious. The second that Dee disappeared, Dale is no longer tracking her. He stops. Wouldn't you know it? Isn't that funny? That's peculiar. Uh, that that raises an eyebrow or two. Quite peculiar. Yes. He tells the police when she goes missing that she ran away with another man to Mexico or Jamaica. But he has no explanation of how he knows that. He's just like, oh. Pick two random places. Now, I will tell you. Do you, do you think that a man that I have already described that's been stalking his wife frequently just accepts that he ran off with another man without any money or anything and he's not he's just going to accept it and not try to track her anymore say he's just going to be okay with it she's not allowed to sit next to another man at a bonfire who she's not even like, there with oh, she left but now all of a sudden he's like mexico jamaica i can't compete with that i would say it's very very highly unlikely. Yeah. Yep, not throwing any accusations out no, here on this podcast. We don't incriminate But here. it is highly unlikely that a man is going to, uh, that a person, not even a man, just a person that is stalking so heavily that you're peeking around like the bank yep. ATM With, while your wife is walking into a restaurant. Yes, you know? extreme power and control issues. Like but freakishly now, oh, highly unlikely. Yes, <laughs> then she disappears and you're like, yep, it's Mexico or Jamaica. Oh. Another man. exactly she left i'm fine right yeah it's just not it doesn't align with the Mm -hmm. typical behaviors right right the other thing is amber she used there was no money used from the moment that she disappeared no activity on bank cards credit cards no withdrawals well, she went to Jamaica, so it's like... Yes, but there's no record of her using her passport or getting on any planes. Oh. And there's no sightings of her ever after the last person to see her Wow, was Dale Warner. Okay. This all makes me really uncomfortable. I know. It's that cactus seat again. I do. It's that uncomfortable. There is a cactus in here today. Yeah. The other thing, we and I'll get to it on the timeline, but I just want to throw out right now, Dee's Apple Watch and her iPhone go dead at the same time and have never been turned back on since. How do how does that happen? Your phone and your watch shut off exact same time, never to be traceable, you know, again. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to the timeline in a minute. Okay. There are several home and business security cameras. They have a large setup here. It's a very large, nice home. It's a very large farm. They have lot. They have employees. They have things like that. So they have lots of security cameras. Okay. Dee is never seen leaving the property. Oh my gosh. Okay. She didn't take her car. How what? Did, how did Dee leave? There is no one on camera shown picking her up. Oh, this just gives me chills. There's not Dee on the camera walking away. Nothing. Dee had a young daughter with Dale, like I said. Everyone who knew her has told police she never would have left her daughter, especially not with him alone like that. She would not have abandoned her family. I'm sure you're probably wondering what Dale's version of events are. He He is openly the last person to see her alive. So is she ever, like, seen leaving the house? No. Gosh. Never. So according to Dale, he claims that the night that she went missing, 
which is like Saturday night, April 24th, but she was reported missing the 20, Sunday morning, the 25th, okay? But he says that Saturday night, April 24th, 2021, they had the worst fight they had ever had. We do know from family and friends that day, that Saturday, Dee was a wreck. She told, she was crying. She had a migraine headache. She was vomiting because today was the day. She was going to tell him, we're selling the businesses. I want you out. We are divorcing. And she knew it was going to be bad. She knew it was going to be ugly. There are witnesses that were with her that day that knew this is what her intention was. And the anxiety and stress from it was making her physically ill. Oh, I can't imagine. Okay. Not only that, but the one of the friends that had seen her that day and in that state and knew what she was going to do offered to take her daughter for the night because she knew she had seen bruises on D before she knew that her daughter should not be there when, when they're trying to discuss divorce and going through, you know, all that. So D arranged, she agreed and she arranged for this friend to have her daughter overnight. Okay. I believe she had another young daughter, the same age. They were friends. Like, so to her daughter, she's going to go spend the night at a friend's house. Yeah. Um, so, Dale tells the police, yep, it's the worst fight that we've ever had. Um, and then his next time that he talks to the police, he's like, you know what? It actually wasn't that bad. It wasn't a bad fight at all. So he's changed his story. Later, um, he claims that after the fight, and this is the same story, the same version of events. The only thing that changed was, yes, it was the worst fight we've ever had. And then the next time he tells the story, no, you know what? It really wasn't that bad. But the rest of the facts have always remained the same for him. He claims that after they fought, Dee laid down on the living room floor and he gave her a massage, Amber. Oh. Because after a huge blowout fight, that's what couples do. You know, it really is what they should do, but this sounds a little odd to me. I'm going to say probably not. So she laid down on the living room floor and he gave her a tender massage so good that she fell asleep. Right there on the floor. Right there on the floor. So you know what he did because he's such a good guy? He gingerly picks her up and places her on the couch. Aw. Tucks her in on the couch. And she never woke up. I'm sorry. And I that get That must have been a deep tissue massage. I'm, I'm thinking. Just as an adult, someone picking my ass up, I'm going to wake up. Oh, I absolutely. Well, I wouldn't have been able to fall asleep on a hard floor God, anyway. No, My no. back cries just thinking about yes, it. Yes, no, no. But I'm not falling maybe asleep. Maybe she had a healthy back. I'm going to assume she did. And and maybe he is like the only man known to the world that massages so long that your spouse falls asleep. <laughs> it, okay. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but. Um, yes. But then usually you'd wake up, whatever. But he says he picked her up and he put her to, to, I mean, I love the, the narrative that this guy is spinning that he's like such a delicate a great guy. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Just gingerly picking her. He's so Sweeps loving. Her up. This horrible fight. And then he's going to massage her because she deserves it after a long day of fighting. Yes. And, and leaving him. Yes. Fighting over 
her leaving her wanting to leave right because that's another thing that people do when they want to leave they just lay down and accept that you know i'm just gonna gonna lay down now massage yep yep Uh, i'm done and then i'm gonna pick you up and tuck you in so he's like so that's that's what i did he's not really entirely sure about the time okay but he says you know he puts her on the couch she's still asleep and then the next morning sunday april 25th at 6 a.m he left the house and his exact words are that she is still sleeping and snoring. He's got to throw that in there. I mean, this she's massage must have been intense. Put her into a coma, yeah. I guess. But she's still sleeping on the couch. And he went, he left at 6 a.m. on the farm. He left to spray fertilizer on the fields. Okay. okay. He th- then claims that he did have to return to the house because he forgot his Leatherman which is like a Swiss army knife type tool. It's a tool that's got lots of other little tools. Oh, okay. In it. Okay. Yeah. He forgot his Leatherman. He forgot his hat and he forgot to feed the dogs. So for a man who's in a pretty normal routine, that's a lot of shit to just suddenly so forget. So many things. Yes. Right. So he then, he also tells the police that he found Dee's $50,000 wedding ring on the desk in the office, which the office is not located in the house. The office is next to the house about 100 yards away. So he claims that later that morning, Sunday morning, he found it in the office. So, like, that's it. She walked oh, away. Oh, she left it there and just yep. left. Yep, she left it there, Amber, and just left. A woman who wanted to go to Mexico or Jamaica with another person but would need money to do so, right? But didn't take any. But didn't take anything that she could pawn. None of her jewelry is gone. Her $50,000 wedding ring, she's just going to be kind enough to just give back to him and let him pawn it. She must have made a very sneaky getaway. You know. What's he seen carrying out of the house? So we will get to that. Okay. Um, But I I just wanted everybody to know right away that none of her valuables, and she had a lot of really valuable jewelry. So like nothing was gone. Nothing was missing. Okay. No. She didn't pack any clothes. Nothing. So she left. Her phone... And her Apple Watch have never been found, just like D has never been found. Wow. So those are the only two things missing besides D herself and what she was wearing that day. But for a woman who needed to get to Mexico or Jamaica and would need money to do so, she left all those things. Nothing but the clothes on her back and just left with this man. Yep. You want to know the other thing that she left? I do. She left cash in a safe that only her children knew about. And Dale didn't. Oh, my gosh. So for a woman who's going to run away? Didn't take her cash that she'd been saving? Correct. Oh, my gosh. That Dale didn't know about? Yeah. At the very least, if she had ran away, she would have been taking that. I would think so. Yeah. So there are security cameras inside that office. Like I said, the office isn't located in the house. It's next to the house. There's nothing on those cameras showing that Dee left the ring on the desk where where Dale is saying he found it. There's also no footage of Dale finding the ring on the desk where he's saying that he found it. Oh. The other thing Sunday morning he made a comment to is, so Sunday morning, we don't know. You know that country song where it's like, are you gone for good? Are you gone for a day? You know, like, how yes. far gone are you? Yes. So Sunday morning... She's missing, but for all we know, she's just blowing off some steam and missing for a couple days, right? 
Right. Dale made a comment of, quote, everything I've worked for is gone. Wait, that seems dramatic. Your wife's only been missing. You said you saw her at 6 a.m. Yeah. By the time, you know, family figures out, and we'll get to the timeline, but her her family shows up for breakfast at like 9.30 in the morning. Is, is so, she, did he make the comment to them? Yes. Like very oh, early. Wow. I mean, early. Like this has only been hours. You saw her at 6 a.m., right? So why are you saying everything I've worked for is gone? Why are you going there? Wow. That is not something you would say if you're just like, I wonder where she went for just a couple hours, right? Yeah. Let's get to the timeline. I already told you about the witnesses saying that Sunday, Saturday morning and after early afternoon they were with D. She yes. was a wreck, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. He says 6 a.m. He left the house to go spray fertilizer. Now, where the fertilizer barn and equipment is located is also next to the office. It's like on the other side of the office. So you've got the house, you've got the office, and then you've got like the fertilizer area located next to the office, about another 100 yards or so away um, from the office. Little, little behind it, but not fully behind it, okay? And so, so it's not far, people, really, uh-huh. from the home, if you really get into it. It's about, you know, 250 yards, whatever. He says he leaves the house at 6 a.m., But we know from the cameras, he doesn't get to the fertilizer area until 7.30 a.m. So where is that hour and a half? What's that? What's he doing in that hour and a half? Because he didn't go to the fertilizer area. So he's like still in the house at this point or what? Where is he at? We don't know. This is the question the prosecutors would have in a court case. So he, so the cameras are like outside the Yes, there are cameras inside um, the office. Inside the office. Yep, he wasn't So he's just there. like nowhere on the cameras for that time Well, frame. what we find out is he visits another barn that is located just behind the house. This barn houses a, a type of machinery called a JCB. This machinery, Amber, has a front load bucket attached to it. It's a big, big piece of machinery. In his statement to the police and in his timeline to the police... He never tells them about going to that JCB barn and driving the JCB. Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding me. The machinery that has a bucket on it. But we know that he was driving it around for 30 minutes, over 30 minutes, actually. And we know because of that front load bucket, it's very awkward to get in and around the buildings, right? Uh Uh-huh. He drove that thing the long, obnoxious way around to try to avoid all the cameras that he could, but he couldn't avoid all of them, so there are snapshots of him. Him just, like, hitting the perimeter a little bit. Yes. He's probably like, shit. Yep. And we will get to all of this in more in depth in just a minute. The other thing. I know. I got to. I know. Proceed. I know. Carry on. The other thing is that if you've ever been on a farm, you know that the machinery, pretty dirty. Sure, sure. A JCB with a front bucket on it that's been used to dig up the earth and whatnot, it's going to have some use on it. It's going to have some dirt on it, all right? 
Um, my father-in-law actually is very meticulous about, he owns a very, very large farm and he is extremely meticulous about power washing his stuff once, once the job is completely done, um, he likes for to the give season. It a good clean. Yeah. He'll give it a good clean before he stores it back in the barn, you know, like all his combines and things like that. Sure. I mean, once it's done for the season, not daily. Right. right. Okay. Um, this JCB, when the police look at it. Is the cleanest motherfucker you've ever seen. <laughs> just gonna say, don't tell me it is just shining brightly. Shine, it is. She's shining. She's practically waxed. Wow, she got a fresh, fresh cleaning under her belt. Yeah, wouldn't you know wouldn't it? You know it, and it's just a bleach clean. Or you know, I mean, huh? isn't it just weird timing? That the you know this might not be that unusual if it wasn't for the fact that this man never tells police that he was in the JCB. Oh, so they don't know that until they see glimpses of Correct. him on the camera. Correct. <laughs> I just picture him like dipping into yes. the, like just a little like. <laughs> He's trying. He went as far around as he absolutely could, but that's not the only vehicle that he drove purposely all the way around to stay away from the cameras. And we will, we will get to it. I can't with this. So, what we know, we know 7 p.m. the night before, Saturday that night, okay, the um, 24th. We know at 7 p.m. Dale came home. We know at 7.42 that friend picked up the daughter, okay? That's the last time that anyone outside of Dale sees Dee alive. So now Dale and Dee are alone in the house. Even Dale says this in his timeline. Like, yep, everyone knows from Dee's personality She's not beating around the bush. She has been waiting all day to the point of making herself sick. Yeah. That she needs to rip this Band-Aid off. I'm leaving. I'm done. So it is reasonable to say that she, as soon as her daughter was out of that driveway, they were at it. They were. She was was going for it. Yes. Yep. 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 8.34 p.m. We see Dale on those cameras going out to one of the garages wearing only shorts a sh- no shirt. He's just got shorts on and a pair of cowboy boots. Now it's 50 degrees outside. It's an interesting combo. For sure. Because he had seen someone come onto the property, so he told them to leave. Now I don't know if this was a worker. You know, they had employees or whatnot. But he clears the property. Now he is doesn't this legit? Want- yeah. So like he, there really was somebody on yes. the property. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. 834. Someone drives onto the property. We don't know if they had some, but they left some, it was an employee. Like, they left something there. Go. Yes, but he comes right out immediately and he clears the property. Gotcha. He tells them you need to leave, which is would, would be unusual as well. I would get the right the F out of there if a large man shirtless with cowboy right. boots now, comes I, out. I don't know the information because remember, there are some things being kept close to the chest because no one has been charged. No one has been... You know, yeah, yeah, nothing like that. So it's possible that we know who this person is, that they had business there, but they were told to leave. You yeah, know, it's just yeah. we just know that someone pulled up and he immediately went out and was like, nope, you've got to go. So they're alone on the property again. 1024 p.m. The friend who had the daughter and knew what was going down that night sent Dee a text that said, how are you? So that was 1024. 1053 p.m. D's phone responds to the f- the friend just with the letter K, not okay, 
not any, just K, which is not how you respond to a question. Right. Also, though, lawyers have went through thousands of these text messages. This isn't how she talks. She never just sends K. She always would say, okay, or okay, that's fine. Or, you know, yeah, she would give just more. a one letter yep. response. At 1053 when that message was sent, her cell phone went off from Wi-Fi and onto cell service. So according to Dale, at this point, she's getting a massage or she's asleep on the couch. She's still at home. So there would be no reason for her phone to go off from the, the home Wi-Fi signal. As a matter of fact, that'd be something that she'd have to manually go into the settings of her phone and turn off before sending that message back to her friend Yeah, for it to switch to self-service. Unless she wasn't home. But according to Dale, she's home. So why is her cell phone pinging off from a tower and off from Wi-Fi? At this point in time, the only two people with access, according to Dale's story, to her phone are her and Dale. At 2.30 a.m. is when her Apple Watch and her iPhone go dead at the same time forever. Never to be turned on again. Never to be traceable again. How do they die at the same time at 2.30 a.m.? At a time when Dale says he was sleeping and claims that Dee was sleeping on the couch. Then, interestingly enough, Amber, we know at 3 a.m., Dale leaves the house, and he comes back at 4.30 a.m. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, is he seen with something when he leaves? Not that I know of, but again, I do think some information is being is kept. Being kept. Mm-hmm. So, what's interesting to me is that this cell phone, this K, you know, at 10.53 is going off from cell service, but he doesn't leave until 3 a.m.? I would I would wonder if someone went into the settings and turned it off from Wi-Fi, even though the home the phone itself might have still been at their home. Yeah. Before sending that message. We have no idea what his explanation is for where he went at three AM to four thirty AM. He has no ex- or unless they just didn't t- share it. Like For sure. I don't know. You know, that's gonna be his defense if right, he's ever charged. Right. So no, I'm not sure. Do but you think he there's- tells the police that he didn't leave the house until 6 a.m. That is his statement to the police. Even though he's seen leaving. The cameras three. caught him at 3. Do you think there's a possibility she was trying to reach out for help to her friend and accidentally sent, like, the K or something? Like, like he caught her, like, took it or something? I don't know. I personally believe she was no longer alive at that At that time. point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my opinion. Because Just, like, thinking of all the different because reasons. Because he was open. About she's not secretive. She was open about how bad this relationship was, right? Yeah. So I don't think she's just sending K. I don't think she's just you know if she needed help, she would have. I mean, like and had the capacity. Like she to was send trying to text, and he maybe like took the phone at that point or something. But maybe. I don't know. I'm just like Very my mind's going through so many different we things. Don't, right? We don't know. Just because the K is such an odd thing mm-hmm. to send, it's like was she especially to the answer and, of a question? Yeah. Like, are, how are you? K? Did she start to text and he took it and right. it sent a K or yeah, is maybe. he not a texter and didn't know how to respond to something else? So just, right. you know, right. so many things I'm like. And oh. I don't know what his text message history shows in terms of his vernacular of how he Text typically back. texts. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Then at 9.30 a.m. in the morning on April 25th, Dee's adult children arrive for Sunday morning breakfast, which is is common for them. This was pre-planned. They were going to come for breakfast that morning. They come for breakfast on Sunday mornings, and their mom is nowhere to be seen. Oh, my gosh. At 11 a.m., Dale comes into the house with the kids and says, I found her wedding ring and the office desk. She ran off. Now, the uh, the kids had been in that office. Now, granted, they they might have overlooked the the ring on the desk, but they were looking for signs of their mom. I do think they would have noticed her ring. The ring. Okay. But all of a sudden at 11 a.m., he's like, oh, hey, I found this on the office, you know, thing. But there's no, the cameras don't show him going into the office and finding anything. Wow. Personally, in my opinion, I think perhaps the ring was in his pocket the whole time. Anyway, um, now let's get into the security cameras a little bit more and what they told, they have, what they say of the story, okay? There is a Hummer that was sitting by the front door of the home for more than a month prior to her disappearance without ever being moved. So this Hummer isn't driven frequently, okay? Let me describe the the house for you a little bit. Very large driveway because trackers and whatnot come in and out. The way that this house is set up, you park in front of the house. There's these two double doors. There's this beautiful like wraparound porch, okay? And when you, the first parking spot available is in front of these two double doors, and those double doors, Amber, lead right into the living room. Those double doors are never used as an entrance because it's a farm. Do you think that you want people in their dirty farm shoes trampsing all over right into your living room? Probs not. No, and this family was no exception. They, they didn't do that either. You'd have to walk down the wraparound porch around, still facing... The, you know, the driveway, where you park in the driveway is still in front of this other entrance, too, that led to, like, more like a mudroom, you know, where you yeah, would, you yeah. go into that entrance, you take your shoes off, and, and enter the house that way. Vehicles can park in front of that as well and get on the porch, and, you know, you can access the porch from there and, and walk in. But you see these line of cars, all right? Well, this Hummer has been parked for more than a month without being moved in front of the double doors that lead to the living room. Well, all of a sudden, on the camera footage, the Hummer is moved, and it's moved in front of the office. And the way that this Hummer is moved is the long way around the property to avoid all the security cameras. And then all of a sudden, it's in front of the office. Because it avoided the security cameras, it's like the Hummer's there, one screen, then it's gone. And then it's in front of the office cameras. But okay. nobody, but it doesn't, <coughs> it, it's, they're not able to see where it went. Right. Right. Can okay. they tell who moved it? I don't know. I don't have that information and I don't know if that's also being kept to the chest. But according to Dale, he's the only one on the property Sunday right. morning. Okay. So Hummer's moved. We also know that all of a sudden, now remember I told you about that JCB. Yes. And how it was in different clips of the camera footage, but it couldn't stay out of all of them, right? Yes. Well, when the Hummers moved, all of a sudden you can see the JCB parked there in front of the double doors. The JCB with a bucket on the front of it. Very awkwardly parked, by the way, up right up to the double doors. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. 
that lead right to the living room, the same living room that Dale said he massaged and left his wife sleeping on the couch, and she was there at 6 a.m. Now, Dale later says that the reason that he w- the JCB was parked there is because he forgot his Leatherman, his hat, and to feed the dogs. So he pulled right up. Right up. Right, right. But again, in his original statement, he never men- mentions the JCB. Also, if you're not familiar, you do not use a JCB to spread fertilizer. And that is what he was saying he was doing that day. You don't, now some people might argue you could use that front loader to put the drums of fertilizer because they're really big. They're like 50 gallon Uh drums, whatever. The front loader that digs into the earth, you mean? Yep. People can use Deeply into the earth. Deeply. Mm -hmm. You can use that. Some people might argue you could use that to um, transport the drums for the fertilizer, right? That's all well and good, except the cameras show that how they transport their fertilizer drums are on forklifts. Ah. Never the for JCB. Today. Except for, for this day. And he never, I don't have information that he ever said. That's how he transported the drums. Only thing we know is that he never mentions being in that JCB at all. And then when he's questioned about why the JCB is parked in front of the house, he's like, oh yeah, I was in it and I, um, I forgot to feed the dogs my Leatherman and my hat. All very, like, wow, you forgot all, all of All of those specific things. Mm-hmm. Yep. It all hit him at once. Like, yes. oh, I oh. forgot my Leatherman, all my hat, these, and the dog. All these routine things. And also it could be argued, and I think that the prosecution probably would argue, why are you being so forgetful? What was going on that morning that you forgot all of those things? Right. Was your mind on other things? So, and maybe the defense would argue, yeah, the fact that his wife wants a divorce. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I think you might be onto something. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But you might be. So we know he's not using the JCB to f- spread fertilizer. Those machines do not do that. Um, why was the, hum- you know, the uh, sorry, but you moved the Hummer. Like, think about it. If you just came up to the house because you forgot your Leatherman hat and to feed the dogs, why are you moving the Hummer? To then yeah. park your JCB to go, like, wouldn't <laughs> Let you me move this Hummer and go all the, the way, freaking right. w- way around the property? Yep. First. To park it in front of the office. <laughs> so to I- then get in the JCB and go park it in front of the house to get my hat, my Leatherman, and feed the dogs. You were already there to I drive mean, the Hummer, right? Wow. Okay. So, also, we know about the Hummer that morning when the kids are there. Dale moved the Hummer back to its original spot and left it in D's uh, seat position. He's six five. She's five five. Why the hell? If you're, Odd. why are you leaving it? Like when I move my husband's truck, um, I leave it in my position that I drove it. Yeah, in, right. Yeah, because I'm not doing anything nefarious. So why are you being so careful as to... To put it back. I'm going to put this back here where it always has been for the last month, but I'm also going to just leave it. I'm not. I'm going to try to not show any evidence that I drove it, with the exception of the cameras that right. are showing did we? Did, did, did someone forget about the cameras and all of this? Oh, no. Or? We'll get to the cameras. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the kids were like, that's weird. Our mom's missing. Why is he moving cars around? Right now. Right. Like, what the fuck? Right. Because by the time the kids got there, the JCB wasn't there. There were tracks from it, 
which you can see on the security footage as well, because the security camera shows very clearly the front of the house and the driveway. So you can see the tracks were there. But the kids didn't know that. You know, they didn't know right. that the JCB had been up there. They just, it was moved. Then they just, what they really noticed was like, why is this dude moving the Hummer from in front of the office to this spot? Like, why do we care about that right now? Right? Right. So the, um, so the Hummer's moved back. Now, the other thing that we know about Sunday is that, remember the daughter is at the friend's house? Yes. Right? Yep. If you thought your wife ran away, what is the first thing that you're going to do? Obviously go check on your daughter and make sure that she, she didn't, didn't take, take her. Yes, right? for sure. She He never reaches out to the friend. The friend had to bring the daughter home that afternoon. He never checked to see if Dee ran away with their daughter. Wow. To me, says he knows she did She's not running away. Yeah. Okay. There's that. On April 26th, Amber, the day after Dee goes missing, he changes all the passwords to the security cameras. Oh. Not only does he do that, but he meets in a secret location with someone, name not being released purposefully at this point in time. Okay. To talk about how to change the password and also how to operate and manipulate the camera system. Oh, Lord. Lord have mercy on my soul. That day, the 26th, Dale had given consent for the police. Oh, other thing. Dale did not report his wife missing. Her children reported her missing. That is a huge red flag. And uh, there's so many red flags. So, so there's so many I can't even see any <laughs> other color. Say, I can't breathe because no, I'm being no. smothered by, by red, red flags. flags. Yep, agreed. Uh, agreed. And to further that, to throw another one onto the pile, Dale gave consent to the police like, "Yeah, you can search the property." In less than an hour, he's like, "You're wasting my fucking time. Get out of here." Revoked his consent. Wouldn't wow. let him search the property anymore. Wow. Yep. Um, Dale also allowed immediately Dee's Escalade to be repossessed. So if he thought she was coming back, you'd think that he wouldn't, right? you know, let that happen. A, a husband waiting for his wife to possibly return. The other thing, I just, are you ready for a big, <laughs> big red flag? The, the, the final boss the, of red yes, flags. The Bowser of red flags <laughs> is coming. Dee's fingerprints are gone from the home, Amber. Oh, God. She lived there, but apparently the woman had no fingerprints. Oh my gosh. I need, I need booze. Yeah. I need something. This is hard. Yep. 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 It, all of them are gone. Now, all of them. Wow. She's nowhere. To, no, she d- did not exist. She, her, those fingerprints. Her fingers must have been ghosts. so smooth. Yes. What moisturizer was she using? I need to know. Mm-hmm. So. Justice for D signs are all over Give me the one. county. Exactly. Give me a sign. Uh, we need signs in our yard. Someone send me one. This is why those signs exist that say justice for D, not have you seen me, you know, find yeah. D. Is she missing? Right. Justice for D, because this is the shit that people know happened and went down by by things that we can see. Now the lawyer in in the YouTube podcast that I was watching on this did say, you know, a lot of people want to claim that most of this stuff is circumstantial. It's like, but the thing is, you can try someone on 
the right kind of circumstantial evidence. And he gave a really good example. He said, you know, you can see rain clouds coming. You can hear thunder. You can go outside after the storm and see that the ground is wet and say it rained. But you never actually saw it rain. But you know that it rained. rained. That is circumstantial evidence. But it's compelling circumstantial evidence, okay, that there is beyond a reasonable doubt that it rained because you saw the rainstorm or you saw the storm clouds, you heard the thunder, and then after the fact, you saw the wet puddles on the ground, right? Yeah. But since you didn't see the rain, does that mean that it never rained? No. No. So that's the that's the thing with circumstantial I agree with evidence. Him. Yep. Just because someone isn't admitting or because someone didn't see someone murder the other person does <laughs> not mean that it didn't happen. You literally saw everything yep. else. Yep. You have compelling evidence. And yep, it is circumstantial because you didn't actually physically see the act, but people can be tried on that. There is enough information here to bring about a trial. Now, I have to just have faith and believe that what we're doing in this situation is building a case, building a, a, a tight, solid case, and just biding the time before arrests can be made, perhaps looking into other avenues so that the defense can't say you only honed in on one person. Uh-huh. Okay, that stuff takes time. Sure. It does. Forensics, things like that take time. Um, so I'm going to try to be optimistic about that, but I understand exactly why these signs, I see them. We have to drive through Lenaway County to get to almost every sporting event that my children participate in. I see these signs everywhere. Yes, I hope that they stay up until justice is served. I need to get one. If you have information about this case, please call Detective Kevin uh, Gracia, G-R-E-C-A, Gracia at 517-264-5364. And that is the case of the 52-year-old missing Dee Warner. Her family and friends are adamant that there is, she was a loving, devoted mother. There is zero chance that she would have left her family family high and dry. And none of the, and honestly, you know, in missing person cases, how many times we have like sightings, like, oh, I saw her here, even if they're like fake tips or whatever. None. None in this case. No one has seen her. No one has heard from her. She has used zero money, zero asset whatsoever. But she's just suddenly surviving in Mexico or Jamaica. Tropical location. She apparently walked through the ocean or something or or took a rowboat. I'm not sure, but- She's not passed any borders. They have done those diligent checks. And, and she's never crossed. No. No. Wow. So My heart goes out to her family. Me too. I hope they get answers. Yep. Me too. I just feel so bad for them. I hope that someday we can give a one hell of an update on this oh, case. Oh, absolutely. Very soon. Yes. Yep. My God. Like, the sooner the better. For the love of God. The sooner the better, people. Yeah. Justice for D. Seriously, I cannot. I'm trying not to get sued here, but I'm <laughs> struggling. But we need justice. <laughs> but yes. dear God, come on, people. Oh, are Are you ready for me then to just cleanse your soul just a little? I bit? need that in my life. All right. Um, a Patreon sent us some really funny <laughs> brain baths, so I feel like. I need to uh, 
it's time. Yep, to kind of whip whip it out a little bit. I love it when you do whip it out a little, just a little little, bit. Just the tip a little. Um, (laughs) Always teasing us. This is from moneymade.com, and the title is, I'm Not Like Other Girls, Creepy Women Stories. Oh, I'm listening. Yes, yes. After a long, toxic relationship that ended in my early 20s, I tried an online dating app. I matched with a girl, and we clicked. We text a couple of weeks until she decided that we could meet. But then that night, I woke up at two in the morning from her phone call, from her phone call telling me that she would be outside very soon. Oh, I did think that this was strange, but the thought of being close to someone actually seemed nice. So she parked her car outside my house, got out of the car. When I saw her, my stomach dropped. It was not the girl from the pictures that she'd sent. She was much bigger, had a different hair color. She wasn't who I was expecting at all. Classic catfish. Classic catfish. She shoved me inside and acted horribly the entire time. She swore like a sailor and was annoying. We sat on my couch while she talked trash about her friends and family. Over time, she got closer and closer to me until I stood up and made an excuse to get away. When I got out of the bathroom, she wasn't wearing anything. Oh, gosh. She was also (laughs) in my bed and wanted to cuddle. Being so Yes, she's throwing it out there. No secrets. Girl is thirsty. (laughs) Being so put off at that point, I told her that I was too tired and that I had a headache. (laughs) Classic excuse. Usually saved for marriage, but I guess there's always Desperate times. Yes. I stayed on the very edge of my bed the entire night while she snored away. Oh, my God. Girl, put some boundaries up. Right. Like, do Tell something about Tell her to get the fuck it. out. Something. When the sun came up, I sat. I set an alarm clock on my clock to wake her up. I told her that I needed to leave for work, which she knew was a lie. It was a Saturday. She demanded breakfast, so she got it. Oh, my I God. Told, <laughs> I told her that I needed to leave, and she told me that she could stay until I got back. No, 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 no. Is this a man writing in or a girl? I am not sure, Okay, I was to thinking, be honest. When you yeah. said women, I was thinking it was a girl writing in. But right, I'm not sure. Whoever honestly. you identify as, please. please like, you're too s- passive. <laughs> Don't let them in. Amber, next this time. would happen to you. You'd be like, okay, I'll make you breakfast. Me, uh, maybe in my older days, yes. yes but yeah. you catfished me. You were not coming into my home. No. <laughs> shoved, shoved her into her home. Oh, my God. So she's like, okay, this is when I told her to get out. I got in my car and I drove to work. She followed me and I went inside the empty office until she left. It's a Saturday morning. Oh, my God. I immediately blocked her number. Well, I should hope so. I just can't imagine sitting up all night like there's this strange woman in my bed snoring And then wants breakfast. And then has the audacity to demand breakfast. But at that point, you've let it go on so long. What do you do? Call the police. Get Uh, this person out of your home. I'm amazed. Like, if I go full, like, full bearing all. And you come back and tell me you have a headache. Mm -hmm. I am shamefully putting my clothes back on and leaving. And crawling into a hole where I will self-loathe for the next six years at least. Oh, yeah. Crying, rejection. I'm taking my rejection and I am leaving. For sure. I I am not getting in your bed. I could not handle someone seeing me naked for the first time and being like, you know what? I have a headache. headache. I don't care if it is three in the morning. Could you imagine getting a text from this person that you're supposed to meet? It's 2.30 in the morning. I'm right outside. I I am putting the titties away and I am 
packing for up sure. and for I sure. am leaving. That they are going elsewhere. Oh, sir. yes. Very shamefully going yes. elsewhere. Yes. I admire this person's like no guilt, no shame. Yes. It's like, okay, they're, t- they're heading. Okay, I'll listen. just I go want, to sleep. I want that. I know what I want, so I'm going to wait it out yep. in their bed. And then you can make me breakfast right. in the morning. God. That wow. does make women sound really crazy. Oh. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not sure if it's a male or a female that wrote that in or not. Whoever it was, I am sorry I'm to so you. sorry. Yes. Like, don't, <laughs> you don't have, you could call the police. That had to, had to have been the longest night ever. For sure. You come out of the bathroom and there's a naked stranger in your bed <laughs> just wanting to cuddle. Okay. I've heard that before, Matthew. <laughs> I know. That leads to babies. Oh, my All right? gosh. Wow. No one is naked in bed just wanting to cuddle. No. No. Come on. <laughs> and if they say that that's all they want, they are lying. They are hardcore lying. They're lying yes. to you. Yes. It's a manipulation tactic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel bad for this person that endured all of this, like, trying yes. to. Then drove into their office and sat in an empty office. Had <laughs> to hide the in the left. office. But then I like, did you go to your real office? Like, how, what stops them? They know where you live and now where you work. That's oh scary. Oh my gosh, that's awful. Oh, horrible. It is yeah. So there's that. Yeah, kind of cleansing, kind of terrifying, and still kind of funny too. <laughs> that's why you know you always want to to ask for like updated photos before meeting, um, time stamped, holding the New York Times. Yeah, like I want a date in the corner. Yeah, I want today's news headlines so that yes. i know i want know. you to go live with me so yeah. i can see and full right. body please yeah. full yeah. body live shot we're not we're not cat about catfishing here of course our photos all over the internet so people know if it was us they <laughs> right. know what they're getting yes but. they do oh god so yeah there's that hey thanks for listening you guys if you have case suggestions crime curious at yahoo.com Put in the subject line case suggestion because then when we're searching for it, it's easier to um, find them. Because we are limited in our skills <laughs> with electronic devices Sometimes and that would just be, sources. be way, way helpful if you would do it that way. You can also message us on socials, but email is easier to keep organized. You're welcome to just message us, you know. In general, on or send though. us an old timey letter through the mail. Yes, you that could would, do that. Case suggestions through the mail. I love that. I wonder if that's ever happened since two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not well. Sure. It could the still people, today. Yes, people do. Our our address is on our website. Yeah. But all right, so keep listening. Join our Patreon if you would like to support us and get much more content than than what we deliver to the free world. In uh, in the meantime, you know, we'll talk to you guys next time. Keep it curious and bye-bye. Bye.